to the I Respectfully Disagree podcast, back with a special episode for Mother's Day. So before we even get started, I want to send a uh, warm, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there that's staying on the grind, doing what they got to do to make sure they raise these kids here in this world. So from I Respectfully Disagree to all the mothers out here, happy Mother's Day. And with that being in mind, we got a special guest on the line want to welcome Miss Nelanie back to the podcast. She did an episode, I believe it was last year, where we was talking about college, uh, March Madness, but she's back in the building. What's going on, Nelanie? Hey, hey. Welcome back. Um, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, and today I hope you find this this podcast um, very insightful, and yeah, I'm here. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Today's topic, like I said, just wanted to be a a warm, warm message to all the mothers out there. Um, And we're going to talk about learning to mature emotionally and recovering during the process of co-parenting and dealing with a controlling parent. This conversation kind of came up a few months ago when I was actually talking about it in terms of men you know, that, that stereotype of bitter baby mama, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about, I don't know if, if you remember that conversation. I, be, I believe it was in the group message between me, you, and uh, Corey. And, yeah. um, you know, we were just sitting there having a conversation. I was just talking about, you know, some of my friends and family that deal with a lot of drama and things of that nature. And that's when you mentioned your situation. And you're the one who said that you wanted to, you know, open up, share what happened to you and just kind of, you know, inform the world of of what happens, because it's not only men that that deal with situations like that, but also the reverse. Sometimes women go through some of those things. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. So my first question to you, just to kind of open up the floor, open up the conversation is like. When did you first notice co-parenting was becoming difficult or, you know, what kind of signs were there in the beginning that you may not have noticed or paid attention to that was kind of like a, a, a red flag as it relates to being able to uh, co-parent? Well, um, I just remember one day there was a... Um, it was just always difficult. Like communication was difficult. Triggers were being pulled. And, and I told my friends, I got a text message one day and it was like, Hey, do you um, know what age our child will be to decide who he wants to live with? And I'm just like, huh? I <laughs> like, it just threw me for a loop. Cause I'm just like, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, you want to, pull our child out of the house to be a full-time parent, but you've done nothing to show that you want to be a full-time parent. Nothing, everything's been difficult. I'm busy. 
I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, don't involve me in this because I got things I got to do. So I was like, I felt, I just felt something was about to happen. I told my friends, I said, something is about to happen. There is a plan. So I was like, let me start changing my behavior because Mm -hmm. there was a time that like every time something, you know, certain words, certain phrases were thrown at me, I was mad. Like I would go from zero to a hundred, do all the arguing, the going off. Like I, I used to do all that. And I was like, something's about to happen. Let me change my response because there's a plot. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know what, just hearing that, at least you are holding yourself accountable and, and explaining Absolutely. what part, you know what I'm saying, you may or may not have had in all of this as well. So that's a good thing. And so I guess my question back to you at, at this point is like, how old was the child at this point? Um, This was probably about a year ago, maybe six, six years old when I got this text message, but ever since, you know, the relationship ended, co-parenting has been a nightmare, night and day. And that's that's exactly where I was going. It was kind of like, you know, (laughs) like how do we go from, you know, who, who's the kid going to live with? It's like, all right, you know, who's, who was in custody of the child prior to all of this. And it's like, you don't just get to come in and, and shake the environment for the child. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. In my opinion, that's also kind of a a red flag right there. It's like, okay. Huge one. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like a child that early in age, like they may not know exactly what's going on. So why try to, you know, throw this monkey wrench in there to make things even more difficult and confuse the kid? Right. Yeah. And at the time, the response I was given was, well, several of my friends are getting custody of their kids. So I felt like, you know, maybe X, Y, and Z. And my response to that was, I understand that, but their mothers ain't ain't me. <laughs> like, right. I'm one of a kind when it comes to raising my kids. And, like, it was just the audacity. <laughs> like Exactly. And like uh, I said, in, in, in most circumstances, like, you know, what what mother is just going to willingly just say, here, you know, here's my kid, do whatever you want to. It's like normally... <laughs> not trying to throw guys under the bus or anything like that. Normally it's the reverse. Mm-hmm. You hear about a lot of men. It's like, here, sign all my rights away. You can have little Johnny take him. Yeah. <laughs> I can go out to the club tonight. You know, you here, he's yours. But it's like, it's just weird, you know, and just hearing that it's just, <laughs> it's a very unfortunate situation. And just to dive a little bit deeper into it, and like I said, you can, you know, disclose as as much as you would like in terms of now those red flags are there. You get the messages. Y'all have kind of had y'all's, you know, altercations going back and forth. You know, what did that lead to down the road? Oh, my goodness. So I'm not even the person to air out my dirty, dirty laundry. The baby, I mean, I've never been on social media, you know, distant baby father and stuff like that. But it got so bad to the point where I woke up one day to um, my mug, somebody texted me and my mugshot was put on Facebook. So to, to get to how we got there, um, three sheriffs came to my job to arrest me. 
and my charges were um, vandalism, um, less than $300, and um, dom- domestic violence. So, <laughs> oh, wow. So, this person basically went downtown to the courthouse, lied, and told these people that I keyed their car, keyed his car. I um, beat him up, leaving scratches on his body. I harassed his family, cussed his family out. I put my son in harm's way, in danger, and basically put out criminal charges. And without the sheriff's cops even asking me if I was even guilty of it, they took me to jail. So, yeah. And on top of me sitting in jail, I've never been in trouble a day in my life. I got speeding tickets. That's that's as much as you can get out (laughs) of me. You you and me both. Uh, So I find myself in jail and I'm calling... I call my mom. I get, I'll call my lady. So they give you a piece of paper and they give you three phone numbers to write down. Mm-hmm. I'm calling my mom. I, at the time, I got a lawyer because I was like, this is getting serious to where I need help. And then I'm calling my friend. And I'm in there just like, I can't even, I cried on the way to there. But once I get in there, I'm so numb because I cannot believe I am sitting in jail off of lies. Right. So then, to make matters worse, I haven't even—I hadn't even been in jail for two hours. This person goes to down to the courthouse and files for immediate custody of my son, claiming that I am in jail and my kid is home alone. So, like, oh man, oh, so I—I I still like I'm shaking even talking about it now. I'm in a better place, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't believe like how something can get that far to where you would be willing to put the mother of your kid in jail to get custody in the end. Exactly. Now look real quick. I'm a, I want to play a clip because that's, that's interesting that you're saying that. And you know, it was based off a conversation that, that we had a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and you shared it to me. And I feel like this is the perfect time I had this saved, but I'm going to play it. Narcissistic father knows what he's doing and doesn't care who gets hurt, even if the person being hurt is his own child. Playing the victim and making the mother of his children look bad is more important than being an actual father to his kids. And just just hearing all of that, it's like, you know, that's why I I saved it. And I I was like, you know, this right here just explains it all. And the message to the entire world or whoever's watching or listening, it's like you rather go through all of this to try to prove what point when at the end of the day, again, in my opinion, it's the child that's being harmed. And you hear this all the time about parents beefing and going back and forth. And it's like, they don't even take in consideration what it looks like from the child's perspective. Yeah. So with all of that going on, just kind of discuss, you know, what was some of the impact that it had on, you know, you said this was, this took place while you were at work. Yeah, they came, they came to my job because supposedly um, my address, my home address wasn't known. So somehow my work address was put on the docket. So yeah, they came to my job (laughs) and yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So it's like, you know, what was some of the, the backlash or the impact that that had not only on your work life, but just your personal life 
following that situation and how you tried to maneuver to recover from it? Yeah. So as far as work goes, I was extremely blessed to have a good team of people who knew my character, like my manager, like from day one, he was like, Nell, I got your back, whatever you need, I'm here for you. And it's funny, like I went, I went to jail that day and I went to work the next morning with no problems. They were even shocked to see I even came to work with a positive attitude. Like, yeah, like they, they had my back. Now I will say I had to go through an HR case where I was put on, basically I just had to submit all this documentation to prove that I was innocent because normally you're supposed to lose your job whenever you get fired. I mean, whenever you go to jail and if you don't, you know, do what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I got all that cleared, uh, but my coworkers, man, they had my back. It got to the point where every time a cop would pull up to our job, they would be looking at me like, you okay? You good? Like, because <laughs> they just the, thought the trauma, it. right. Yeah, it was, it was scary to me. Like, I hated seeing a cop pull up because I'm just like, what is about to happen now? Because, like, over the process, I think cops came to my job over four times. I was served three times, and the, one of the times was the actual arrest. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, and then just seeing these people come in bulletproof vests, I was just like, so did they tell you I was armed and dangerous too? Like, oh, they, damn, it was that like, serious? Excuse yeah, they came in bulletproof vests, three of them in three different cars. And they was like, ma'am, this is just protocol. It, it, oh, my God, the cops were amazing, though, because they was like, we looked up your record. We see today is your birthday. Like, we actually feel bad coming to do this, but this is, you know, it's protocol. Time and out. even time out. I don't mean to interrupt you. I gotta pause you real quick. <laughs> on your birthday? On my birthday, yes. Oh wow. I, you I know, spent my birthday crazy. in jail. Yeah. That's yeah. They crazy. they felt bad. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like normally they take everything from you, but once they put me in handcuffs, they chilled out and gave me time to make phone calls to people to communicate what was going on. Like normally they never would they do it. Even he said, he was like, normally we would never let you still have your phone on you and mm-hmm. let you be calling out. Like they gave, they sit there and gave me time to make the proper phone calls because they knew like you, you can feel when someone's innocent and versus when they're, you know, they're guilty and they knew it. So I was extremely thankful for that. And even when we pulled up to the courthouse, they told the people like, he's, he's very, she's been very cooperative, you know, like basically mm-hmm. telling them like, be nice to her. So, like I said, that in its own self is a blessing because it's like, you know, kind of like what you said in the beginning. It's like it basically came off as a guilty until proven innocent situation. Yeah. And in most cases, you know, no questions asked. Give me all your belongings, blah, blah, blah. Book you, dump you in there, and then you got to figure out the rest afterwards. So that's definitely a blessing. Yeah, for sure. You said, you know, when this mugshot went around, it's like, how how did that impact the, the situation mentally? Like, you know, what oh kind of feelings God. were you going through at that time? I will say I'm thankful that, you know how most of the time when somebody's mugshot goes, everybody gets on there sharing it left and right. I am so thankful mm-hmm. that, like, people wasn't sharing it. But, you know, people knew. Like, I had people going to my family's church, like, what's going on? people going up to my family's job, like, is she all right? What's going, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. But like, one day I just was reading the comments and I was so, I was heartbroken reading the comments about people talking about me. So I ended up taking my social medias down. I think I went 
ghost from social media for like three months or so. I was like, I just got to take it down because this is a lot. Like, I, there were some days I literally just cried because I'm just like, God, what did I do to deserve this? You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. I feel like God doesn't, he really does not put more on you than you can bear. And I'm very thankful for everything I went through because I learned a lot. Like I learned about being emotionally mature is so important because like, what if I did, you know, when we were arguing, decide to like punch him in the face or something like that, I really could have been in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I really decided still on this man, I, being so upset, you know, everything he did, I would have really been in serious hot water. So it's just like, I had, I had to grow. I had to get closer to God. I had to grow. I had to learn, like, don't take things personal. Say, okay, go on about your business. Because even though, you know, you respond to the drama and you argue back, you're going to end up looking like the person who's bitter, who's upset, because it's always going to show the reaction. It's never going to show what led you to get to that point. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I I truly understand. Like I said, I I've been into some situations in formal former relationships where police was involved and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it it never got to that level. But I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, with social media, it's almost like people just thrive off of negativity. It's almost like yeah. that's what they're looking for. Like I can't wait to see something bad happen to somebody. Yeah, and, that's what and it's humiliating. So yeah, most it's, definitely. It's really humiliating because this stuff never goes away. Like regardless mm-hmm. of the end of this situation, like this stuff will always be able to be googled or like I've I've researched ways to get this stuff removed. I don't think it can be removed. So like I've I, pretty much I'm always gonna have to explain to someone about this situation, like. For example, if I'm trying to get into a different career eventually, you know what I'm saying? I'm in school. So when I try to get a job, what if these people Google my name and this pops up and I got it? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Now you got to explain it all over again. Oh, it's it's deep, you know? And it's just like, I just, and honestly, I don't even feel like this person knew all this would, I I hope so. I hope they don't think that this would have been the outcome, like all this would happen, but it's, it's insane. I can't even imagine. Now, I, I have to ask you, though. I am going to ask this question. Okay. How has it impacted your kids if it has already or if it hasn't? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, are they impacted by this now, or is there any kind of fear that they may be impacted by it later? Or I feel like my child has to be in protective mode because, like, um, there was a situation where we were out, and this is when everything was fresh and everything was still coming on. And we having to be standing behind um, the parent, and he was with whoever he was with. And my kid spotted them, and he was, and he immediately said, "Mom, you're not supposed to be around. Let's go." Like mm-hmm. immediately, didn't even acknowledge seeing the parent or nothing like that. So it, I felt like he had to. He feels like he has to protect me to keep me out of trouble, but at the same time. He loves both of us. Like, I've raised him to love both of us. I so, that's dope then. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, even at this point now, like, when he's with me and the parent comes to games, I'm like, go over and thank him for coming. Go talk to him. But the, but at the same time, when he comes with his parents and it's not with me, 
I feel like he feels weird to come up and talk to me. And, and you know, I explained mm-hmm. that to him. I'm like, look, don't ever feel scared to talk to your mother whenever right. other people right. are around. I'm like, you don't have to protect me. I won't get in mm-hmm. trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, like I said, it was a learning lesson because there was a time that, you know, I would argue in front of my child and he would say, why are you screaming? At, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I had to learn so much. And I feel like if even if I would have reacted differently, I feel like this would have happened one way or another. Because, <laughs> like I said, it's all lies anyway. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm learning the importance of how I talk how I, you know, respond to things all because of my love for myself and my child. Like it, it matters. Absolutely. So I got one more clip that I'm going to play and I believe, okay. I believe you sent it to me. Okay. Active mother and an active father got two different definitions. Active mother trenches day in, day out, 24 seven active mother, PTA meetings, soccer practice, football practice, reading, teaching, homework, active mother, cook, clean, rear, active mother, active father. He come over on weekends, active father. He buy a gift or two active father. He FaceTimes every, every once in a while, different definitions, different standards. Just because you were active father don't mean you pulling your mother wait you active enough to take pictures but are you 24 7 do you know his teacher's name do you know what his grade point average is you know what size shoe your kid wear you know what prescription his glasses is when is his next doctor appointment quit calling yourself a mother active parent active father just because you post mother pictures on social media once or twice a month just because you're not in the household don't mean your influence isn't felt on a daily basis inside the household active mother and an active father got two different definitions active so that in its own self in my opinion is a very powerful message and yeah. i love how you just expressed that even after all of that that went down you all are now able to kind of move forward with it the best way possible in terms Have of no exactly and i feel like that message needs to be heard by a lot of people because you see parents that's constantly taking their kids to practice, having to do this, you know, you're wearing multiple hats, but then due to what social media portrays, it looks like, Oh, well the other parent is doing just as much. And that may not be true. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I I see everything that you do and to me, in my opinion, I feel like that's what kids are going to remember the most. Parents yeah. may not realize it, but they're going to know who was there for all the games, who was there for all the practices, who was there when I wanted to go to my favorite restaurant and blah, 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 blah. And it's like kids are going to remember that. Yeah. So my, sure. go ahead, go ahead, my bad. No, I'm just saying for sure. I'm agreeing with you for sure. And that's why I feel like, you know, even in my situation, you know, my parents were never married and my mom was the one who done all of that. She told me how taught me how to ride a bike, went outside to play catch with me, done all of those things. So even now as an, a grown adult with my own children, I still know who was there, who was always in my corner, who always had my back. So that's why, I, in my opinion, it's very important that you all don't display that in front of the kids yeah. because they're going to always remember it. And it, it gets to a point to where as parents, you know, we just pretend like, oh, they're, they're kids, they'll forget it. But no, that that's, that's going to be there. So my question to you at this point, 
on this road to recovery and and getting over that emotional hump mentally, physically, things like that. What advice would you give to both men and women that co-parent or have to deal with a situation where the other parent is trying to be controlling and, you know, causing a lot of chaotic situations and things like that. What advice or tips would you give to them? First, I will say you have to work on like letting it go. You have to like now that all this is over, this person comes to everything now. Comes walks in their mouth, head held high. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Speaking like nothing ever happened. And I have in in my mind like I want to be so mad. Like really, you just threw me in jail. That I was this, that, and the fourth. And now you coming to games and well, it's my only face. Like you ain't did nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I really had to work on forgiving and letting go. So that way, when all this energy, this fake energy comes, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So. um but my advice to parents dealing with this, don't force no man or woman to be a parent. Like it will end up frustrating you and it could end up biting you, biting you in the end. Like it did me. I've constantly wanted to force, can you come to practice? Can you come here? Can you come there? To the point where it made me mad to where I was doing nothing but arguing because I was so mad mm-hmm. at the situation. If I would, I would in the end, I just have been like, okay, don't worry about it. Cool. Just let, you know what I'm saying? As far right. as communication goes, communication, email, text, document, everything, everything. Facts. Um, as far as drop-off goes, no house, don't do it alone. So this is, this is why the lies were able to be told because I actually went to pick up my child by myself at their house. Mm-hmm. So I had no witnesses, no nothing there for this person to go in line and say, you know what they did so yeah always drop off in a public place have somebody with you whatever you need to do but all the dropping off alone at people's house uh uh-uh, don't do it <laughs> you don't want to have to deal with police being called saying you at somebody's house or you know don't do it um communication brief like straight about the kids treat this person like it's a business no extra no side no nothing just straight about the kids and don't take it personal because these people know you're triggered and yeah. they're going to poke the bear. They yeah. know this person knows like, Oh, if I don't go to practice, she's going to be mad. Like sports is important to her and her son. So if I don't go, you know what I'm saying? Like they know what they're doing to so do not fall for it. I fell for it. And I, <laughs> I found myself in a world of trouble and all I did was just respond, cuss that yeah. man out, never touched them, never kid, never n- did none of that. But here I am reading this paper full of all this stuff saying I did this. And all I did was cuss that man out. <laughs> like, and I'm working on that too. Like, <laughs> my Lord. <laughs> Trust and, me. and most importantly, blood is thicker than water. Like, them don't, don't think their family is going to see your point of view, right or wrong. Family sticking by family. Like, and see, you know what? That had, in its own self is hard. It's like, regardless of whether geez. they're. In, in the right or in the wrong, just because they're family, they're going to stick with that person. Look, I, I deal with yes. that myself, so I understand that wholeheartedly. And it's like, yes. you know, how how can we resolve this situation when 
you're not even willing to hold whoever's responsible accountable. Like, absolutely. Yes. Like I've watched these people have watched me raise my kid. They know how well I've raised my kid. And through all this, even had the audacity to say, well, we can take them from you. You know, like it's, it's, it's insane, but yeah, blood is thicker than water. And just know that like, mm-mm. but yeah, that's, that's my, that's, yeah, that's it. That's the advice I can give to anybody. Just, just work on your, work on your temperament. Stay calm. Don't argue. Okay. That's, that's the best response. Okay. <laughs> Look, that's it. That's it right there. No, like I said, this, this is a, a very informative conversation. It's yeah. dope that you were even, you know, wanting to, you know, let that out and, and share that with the rest of the world. But like I said, I, I, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of people can learn from it if they haven't gone through this situation already, or there's different mm-hmm. little signs and things that now it's like, okay, you know, this is something that I can try to prevent from getting all the way to this extreme because of what I've heard somebody else go through. Yes. And it's funny. I've had so many different mothers email me or inbox me and say, I had no idea you were going through that. I went through that about a year ago and I'm just like, wow. So this is, you know, you're not alone. Like you are not alone. And and the thing is, I really want people to, whenever someone tries to attack you I feel like single mothers get preyed on because they assume like oh she's single she's bitter she's this she's that we get preyed on a lot like even in court I found myself uh, the district attorney came up to me my lawyer and was like well if she goes and takes a class or two we'll you know we'll give her a deal like you're not even going to ask me if I'm innocent you're not even gonna you know what I'm saying so yeah. I feel like so many there's been so many mothers and fathers who's like, you know what? I don't got time to fight it. I got to get back to work. Yeah, give me that deal. Mm-hmm. But don't. I'm I'm here to say, do not fight for yourself. Like fight until the end. Do whatever you got to do. Because if I took that deal here, I could have had this on my record saying, you know, probation, this or that. You know what I'm saying? So right. and it's gonna don't always don't be let that. nobody. Right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have. And you know, I was I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I don't care what it costs. I lost thousands of dollars over it, you know, but I'm going to fight for myself because I know I'm innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, uh, of course I probably would never get this money back, but you know what? My name is clear. So I'll take that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. To me, that's more important than any amount of money. Like if you know you didn't do anything wrong, then why not stand up for clearing your name? So I, I get it. I get it. And like I said, this, this is dope. It's amazing that, you know, you were able to share that and recover from it. And yeah. you said something that stuck out to me uh, probably about 10, 15 minutes ago. You was like, God's not going to put you through anything that you, that you can't handle. And nope. I feel like overall, that's the biggest message out of all of this, especially considering, you know, Mother's Day. And like you said, there's a lot of single mothers out there. And I'm not going to just make it strictly about mothers either. I just want to put a small little plug in about single dads out there as well. So the message yeah. can go for both men and women. But like I said, with this being Mother's Day, we're going to give mothers the spotlight. And 
congratulations for all the hard work, whatever you're doing today, whether it's just sitting back on the couch with your feet up, going to have a nice meal, whatever it is, you deserve that. And like yeah. I said earlier, these kids are going to always remember the contributions, who was there, who had the encouraging words, all of that. So don't ever think that it's going unnoticed because that's not true. Yes. Your mother's got to stand strong. And another thing I want to say to mothers, like how times are moving, we've got to start holding our children accountable for, yeah. I mean, from day one, because like the things that people are out here doing, it all starts from where mothers didn't hold themselves accountable. Like, for example, there's a school shooting recently, and they always go home and they ask the mother, you know, were there signs of this and that? And the mother, most likely they say, yes, there were signs, but that was my child. I wasn't going to do this or that. Like, we have to start holding our kids accountable because it can cause you a world of trouble later. Yeah, I definitely agree there, too. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Got to. So, like I said, I, I definitely appreciate your time. This was a dope yes, conversation. Um, yeah. To anybody that's listening, watching, feel free to comment. Let us know your thoughts. If you've gone through similar situations, you know, let us know. And try to, you know, build some of those uh, lines of communication to help each other and just give different tips and advice on how to get through these things. And we'll go from there. Like I said, man, y'all be sure to hit that like, share, subscribe on the YouTube channel. You can also listen to the I Respectfully Disagree podcast on streaming services. Uh, is there anything you want to throw out there? Happy Mother's Day. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Like I said, I definitely appreciate your time. Peace and blessings to you and your family. And you're always welcome to come back at any time. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. We out. Toasted, yeah. no competition. Amnesia coasting. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amnesia coasting. I feel so live. And I know why that I can't deny. Amnesia coasting. Giddy, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me. I